My association with Michael Young began with an advert in FUSAC, the monthly listings paper known and resented by most of the Anglophone population of Paris. Its header, in a smug paternalistic blue, symbolised unemployment, homelessness and a general cul-de-sac of misfortune. It was an endless grid of minuscule apartments you'd never get and the same three jobs on an infinite loop. English-speaking babysitter, waitress for a diner-style cafe, or the ubiquitous manager of an Australian bar, ready to be part of a fun, crazy team. Fusac was the leery expat landlord who would offer a rent reduction if you happened to be into reflexology. It was the greasy-haired bohemian youngest son of a Texan businessman who had come to Europe to start his fanzine on John Cassavetes and was touting for unpaid content. It was an unlikely zombie from the pre-internet age and the original cornerstone of the gig economy. Around that time, I'd got into the habit of taking long, aimless walks around the city. I kept returning to the same places. My feet would carry me there mechanically, places I'd gone before when I hadn't felt so astronomically useless. They existed in a constellation around Paris, anchors that pierced through layers of time and could route me back to various landmarks in my memory. They existed as proof that time wasn't some sort of horrifying linear and kinetic beast hurtling past me in an unstoppable trajectory. I was three years out of university, and I was floundering. I felt already like I'd peaked, like my promising adolescence had been an anomaly, or at the very least had given me false encouragement, because it had panned out in the provinces, for all my self-loathing, I was also a snob. On Monday mornings, I went out around the same time the real people left for work. We'd share pockets of time in the lift together from the top floor. They were generally men in sharp suits and foulards with expensive briefcases, normally attractive but almost universally depressed, with deep bags under their eyes. The speaker played snatches of a string quartet, the same three phrases on rotation, phrases that would inexplicably drift in and out of my mind years later, and that I'd hum all day before realising when it was that they had lodged themselves there. We'd greet each other with a nod or a half-smile, and sometimes I'd make a dull attempt at chit-chat. Fais froid aujourd'hui, or j'ai toujours cet air dans ma tête. I wondered what they made of me. If they thought I was still a student, if I filled them with longing for scruffy youth, or if they just wondered how someone so shabby had made it into their building. At the front door, we'd offer a curt bonjourne and exit swiftly from each other's lives, existing on top of each other in mutual, willful ignorance. The streets were packed with more real people. I'd cut through them as if I too had a timetable and a tangible destination over the Butte and south towards Abesse, down Rue des Martyrs, and then veering east into the tenth, with no particular plan and not much thought, just a faint instinct to carry on towards some kind of central point, to the Seine with its gravitational pull. On that particular Monday morning, I sleepwalked over the Pont des Arts and into Saint-Germain-de-Prés. On the boulevard, I felt the pleasurable twinge of nostalgia that had become the point of these rude marches. Here, across from the bottle-green awning of Les Deux Magots and its hordes of gaudy tourists, I could be a student again. Feeling full of the light absence of responsibility, I made my way down Rue de Saint-Père and into a café where boys in blue shirts and red chinos with beautiful floppy hair and impeccable jawlines talked about the European Union and internships in New York. 
I'd sloped in with my hands thrust deep into my coat pockets, like a spare, uninvited guest skulking around the edges of a dinner party. The light was grey that morning. The Seine had been grey, the imposing buildings of science's Po, slicing the space of the street by half, had been grey. The only colour in the room besides the strip of muted neon along the zinc was the institutional blue of the fusex piled up by the door. I slipped one into the stack of papers in my bag and took a seat in the corner. I turned to the first page, annonce d'emploi, a dull fog of the same words again and again, babysitting, business English, hostel receptionist. Then all at once my eyes found an inconsistency in the middle of the page, the block capitals of a grandmother writing a text message, writer seeks assistant, 